Let's do this. Let's do this. Happy Sunday, everybody. We are back for another episode, and today we are going to be talking about the Love Loud Festival that happens in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes, so we had another episode planned, but um, unexpectedly got tickets to something called the Love Loud Festival. Um, we went yesterday and have some a lot to talk about, I feel like. Yeah. A lot of opinions. Um, some little, good, some bad. <laughs> yeah, a little a mixed bag, for sure. Yeah. Um, a little bit of background on the Love Loud Fest is... Um, it's in Salt Lake City. Uh, well, it's, there were two years, four years ago they started. They did two years and then had two years off due to COVID. So this was their first year back. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Reynolds, who's the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, he started this with the Love Loud Fe- uh, Foundation. Um, their mission is, and I'll read it, is to ignite the vital conversation about what it means to unconditionally love, understand, support, accept, and celebrate our LGBTQ plus friends and family. So that Which was what we mentioned once while we no. were there. Like I, without looking it up, had no idea really what they were attempting to do. Right. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I think uh, my first criticism um, is the fact that I didn't have a lot of understanding other than just like the marketing. Right. Yeah. So their logo, um, there was a very strong queer presence which I loved I did love that yes it felt there's not very many places that there are strong queer president I did presidents. feel <laughs> I did feel a sense of community that was for sure yeah um there was a lot of Mormons who were there as well um yes and before anyone comes for me Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints I've said it I'm going to use the term Mormon because that I'm is sorry. a mouthful <laughs> LDS <laughs> and I have I just clarified so there you go. Um, and so um, I previously have heard, let's just start right out the gate. I previously have heard some um, conflicting information about this festival. It sounds like um, when I did a little more research, the main um, criticism is that a couple years ago, they shorted some of the LGBTQ charities of the funding that was promised from this. The proceeds are going to LGBTQ charities. Um, I did take a peek at the um, partners, their charity partners. Um, reading through them, uh, I recognize about half of them and feel like they're very reputable. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to make clear that a lot of these are LGBT groups. Most of them are LGBT Mormon groups. A yeah. lot of them are affiliated with the with the LDS Church, um, which again, this is in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. Well, do you want to list off what, like the people and what? Sure. Like the people that were like a, not attending the people that were performers. Performing. Yeah. So when I look at um, the lineup, I see a. Uh, their logo, which has maybe about 10 different um, performers' information. Um, what I have a heavy criticism of is, first of all, they were running late, so we all stood outside for an hour after the doors were supposed to open. Which was at 3. Yes. The doors were supposed to open at 3. The first performers were supposed to start at 4. We didn't get in until 4. Yeah. And the performers started, what, like 4.30 or 5? Probably at least, yeah. Yeah. So um, that was a bit frustrating. But my issue is, is first of all, I have conflicting feelings about uh, an indoor 
festival. So yeah. I was confused because I was like, how are they going to get this many performers? And secondly, it's not like they did have multiple stages, but only one person can perform at a time in a, a venue like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it Which was kind of like a, a lot longer. Than it was it probably an arena. Should have. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a bit interesting to me, but my biggest problem I feel is that it was a very mixed bag. I want to reiterate that some of these were heavily Mormon performers and some mm-hmm. of them were heavily very like not mormon (laughs) the more famous groups the more well-known groups were a lot they weren't mormon and they were better representation but like some of the smaller groups were harder not harder they did a good job it was just i wasn't expecting them at all yeah, and so my problem with that is that um, I was not able to find, I did lots of looking, I was not able to find any lineup where I understood who was going to be performing or how long this event went. Mm-hmm. So we stayed for six hours. We were there for six hours. And we only made it about... Halfway. A, yeah, maybe a little bit over <laughs> halfway through it. And it was. And I want to say this right now. I stayed for Willow. I was not going to miss Willow. We were there Willow. for Willow. <laughs> I was not going to miss Willow. Um... But we did miss a few of the performances, including uh, the founder, Dan Reynolds. I didn't hear from him at all. Yeah, I think he was very last. I did try to read up a little bit about the parts that I missed. Um, But, yeah, so that was interesting for me, Um, especially not knowing what came next or when would be appropriate for people who are ex-Mormon to want to not be there. Leave the room. (laughs) Yes. Um, so that kind of goes into into what's next, but let me look a little bit deeper. So the Love Loud um, Foundation, it, they have a documentary called Believer by Dan Reynolds. Um, again, he is a straight, white, cis man who grew up in the LDS church. Mm-hmm. Um, he has recognized the problems, particularly at BYU. It sounds like he was... Uh, he was forced to leave BYU. He was kicked out because of uh, having straight breaking, sex with his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah breaking, breaking one of the rules. rules. Um, but it sounds like he's close with Tyler Glenn, who I love and appreciate. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's gotten me through some hard times. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like he relied on Tyler Glenn to, to help create this. From mm-hmm. what I could understand. Um, it sounds like uh, one of the biggest reasons why when I was looking is that um, U- Utah has a very high LGBTQ and just general teen suicide rate. We're number six in the nation for the most mm. problems with this. And um, a lot of that can be attributed to, especially between the ages of 15 and 19, from yeah. what I could find, um, to the culture. So this was supposed to bring unity and, again, create a conversation yeah, and a space that was supposed to be supposed queer friendly. to be queer fr- friendly, and I think that for and I I don't want this to come across as as bad, but like for like gay Mormons, I think that it was yes. a decent space, but like for those of us that are not Mormon anymore, there were a couple moments that were just inaccessible. Yeah, yes, that's a good and word, and it wasn't projected as such it was not advertised as such so when I looked online it sounds like um I found a quote and uh it was basically saying that they wanted to create a space to bring people together in a way that a pride festival or general conference could not yeah so for anyone who doesn't know general conference is referring to um a large mormon gathering so that's um that gave a lot of context um without context clues I feel like 
I would have loved if like there was a little bit more direction at the very beginning to understand what we were what we were in for, like what the night yeah. was going to be like. Yeah. Um. I also again love that they are partnering with charities. However, there was a lot of presentations from the charities that were not necessarily LGBT related or entertaining. It yeah. felt like ads, and they didn't say that that was gonna happen or anything either so we were all waiting for the performers and yeah then we would have like an hour space where it was just someone talking about their charity which is totally fine I love hearing about like what there is around but here's a good thing I loved that there were a lot of booths from the charities outside at the festival um well like not outside outside of the event inside the venue outside of the concert that you could go walk around and get um resources and information information. I was really good loved that that is so heavily important Mm-hmm. I am I love that I was expecting more of that less of it on the stage yeah like more accessible to the people to actually walk around and be a part of and instead of questions. like yeah and ask questions for instead, instead of, of like I'm gonna at. tell you a couple of things and then I'm gone for good like <laughs> yes absolutely and I want to preface again I understand if the demographic was not for me yeah but I wasn't it was not advertised as such yeah and I understand, I want to preface, that I understand why they're trying. Yes. And what they're trying to do, and that it is doing some good for a lot of people. Yeah, I was telling Tia But for so us, it was Let's get more. into the acts. So, yeah. let's start off with my least favorite, my most controversial one. Yeah. Um, they are called Matt and Savannah Shaw. They are a Mormon father-daughter duo who are famous on YouTube. Um, they sing together. Yeah. So... First of all, totally fine. Love that. It sounds like they have a large following in Utah. Yeah. Um, they and did, they did well. Like They sing um, popular musical covers mm-hmm. and Mormon hymns. Yeah. Which we had to leave for. It got a little bit much for us. Absolutely. Um, so with that one, I had no idea what to expect. It was also weird they were singing like love songs to each other. That yeah, gave that, me a vibe. It <laughs> did make oh, it cringe just a little because I was like, okay, this is weird with it being a dad singing like a love song to his child. Yes. But like, I know that's not exactly what it was supposed to come off as, but it's it felt odd to me. Yeah, so that's that. That's my opinion on that. Um, that was not my favorite part. I was not expecting it. Um, and then we did have a criticism on the vendors that they chose to provide food. Would you like to share that? Yeah, I can share that. Um, so... They have, like, their food booths outside within the venue. Um, And they did have Chick-fil-A there, which was, you know, it has been a little bit... It's very conservative, very Christian. And I I am aware that they are attempting to change that. But the history and the reputation within the gay community and the fact that they did previously put funding towards conversion therapy makes a lot of us wary. It felt a little bit odd for it to be there and i'm not again i'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum i'm not trying to cancel anybody i'm just saying that felt really weird vibe wise Mm -hmm. in there felt like there was a lot of conflicting mixed bag signals yeah like just from everything um okay so i'm just trying to make sure we cover as much as we can i'm trying not to make this a super long episode um let's talk about now that we talked about one that we didn't love let's Mm -hmm. talk about one that we really loved let's talk about rachel slauson i have never heard of her before i know yeah she was she was Utah's first openly bi, openly queer 
contestant in um that represented miss utah in miss america pageant so she was miss utah for two years she is not currently Mm -hmm. and um she spoke a lot about her experience um being raised mormon Mm -hmm. and being queer and uh some biphobia that she's experienced within the queer community i loved her i loved her message yeah i feel like she said a lot of things that I feel like a lot of people in our environment are kind of scared to talk about. Like, they're, like, yes. worried to mention things like that. Like, how is this okay for me to share? So, we'll share about her experience. Let's not comment on it. Let's just share about her experience. The, okay. Yeah. Um, she was talking about how when she was a part of the church, how she, when she realized that she was bi, that she was being connected with and saying that she was as bad as murderers and from she did mormon from family. the mormon church using and from, church doctrine yes and so she was like okay i don't belong the whole in the stadium church. i don't quiet. i know nobody wanted to like nobody acknowledged her experience they don't like to acknowledge that they and i was and by really they, excited by they were saying everyone in the room yeah within yeah. this like environment within this culture i feel like people really hate that type of topic I, feel so I felt so that was the time I felt the most authentically represented as mm-hmm. a queer person who grew up Mormon yeah that was wonderful because she that is always very... skimmed over people always like I feel like Dismiss. I think that they have taken that out of their doctrine now I think that it's not there but when I was in the church it was still in their pamphlets so I don't want to comment on that because uh I just understand that um this is a public podcast um i'm not going there but you don't have to i experienced things that i really felt represented by her speech yes there's my political okay we can just end there she did i think she did good and i think she talked about a couple she earned my follow on instagram opinions so i wouldn't even say controversial honest she felt so honest yes she was um, very honest. So that was great. Um, another kind of wild card that I was not expecting, and they had speakers and singers, um, was a openly gay NASCAR driver, uh, is Zach Heron. Yeah, he yeah. was the one who came and he spoke about his experiences with um, suicide and be in relation to being queer. Mm-hmm. So that one was good. That one was really. It cool was to very hear impactful, um, which I loved. Um, Let's talk about another speaker, and then we can move on to the, like, musical performances, if you'd like. Yeah. Um, Spencer Cox was, uh, who is our senator, um, or governor. Governor. He's our governor in Utah. Um, he had COVID. So, our Deirdre Henderson is the lieutenant governor, so she's, like, the VP Like, governor, she said she's, like, right underneath him. <laughs> um, came to speak, and um, I would like to say she did not make any statement. She spoke. But she didn't say anything. Yeah, she did a very large word salad of you matter, but also, like, wasn't actually addressing any of the issues that happened in Utah. For non-Utahns, we recently had a transgender sports ban, so trans girls are no longer allowed to participate in sports. Spencer Cox did veto that, but I believe it still passed. I believe that's still something that's in the works. So I was hoping, and maybe Spencer Cox would have, but she did not discuss that. Um, she just this, kept saying, your value is still important and you matter, but it's, yeah. but. And I, she didn't say know. this, but it came across to me as a listener. Your value has nothing to do with if your rights are protected. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's the message that felt like what was being said. Um, so that was frustrating. Um, 
yeah, so that was a very short and ambiguous speech. It wasn't something I was expecting from this either. It felt no. like I was not she told wasn't we supposed would have, to be there. I was not told we'd have Republican conservative legislator at an event. I went because I was excited for some queer representation from artists and it would be like a concert. Yes. And then it, it didn't really, I mean, I've never been to a festival. So like my brain was just going concert mode. So I was, was a little bit, um, I was unprepared. And they were so ambiguous with the lineup and, like, the way that they presented this that... Uh, so, we came into these tickets without purchasing them, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm glad we were able to. I'm actually really glad I didn't purchase tickets. Yeah. I feel disappointed for those who may have gone with the same expectations that we did, who spent a significant amount of money. Yeah. And while we're talking about that, um, we have been to many concerts this year at Vivint Arena, um, and all of them have been almost entirely sold out. There's, like, you couldn't see an empty seat, really. This was not that. It was not like that. There were so many empty seats, and it was actually, it made me really, really disappointed. Because there were some really good performers later on that, like, I feel like a lot of people would have, they would have sold out for, but because it was like a a gay event, Mm -hmm. it seemed like people didn't want to come. The vibes were so weird. It was a very like love-hate relationship. It was very odd. I feel like their point was to create, and maybe they did, maybe for people who are queer and Mormon, this felt like the only place it could be authentic. But if they were trying to get queer people and And Mormon people to feel comfortable there, I would, I would imagine that neither of us did. Yeah, fully. Because it sounds like there were a couple of artists, if you want to transition into that, that a lot of people walked out on because they weren't like, I'm, I'm hoping I'm uh, saying this right, Anita. Yeah. So, again, we we had no idea of the lineup. We did not know who was coming and when or when this would end. So we left right after Willow. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that Anita closed the night and that lots of people left because of the, quote, skimpy clothing, which is kind of irritating. You're at a, you're at a concert. Like, yeah. I, I don't love that. Um, but, again, wasn't there for that performance. So as far as um, highs and lows, Willow was fantastic. I she did not get the hype it. that she deserved. She no. was awesome. The, the crowd was really weird. <laughs> they were very quiet, which was, like, and there was, like, famous. a corner of people that were, like, really, like, she's really going also, for her. She's the only famous, well-known female queer representation that we had the entire night. Yeah. And uh, it seemed like her heart was in it. And mm-hmm. she's fantastic, and I was there so excited. And then, like, there were maybe, like, 30 people in the crowd, like, screaming how much they loved her, and the rest of the crowd was, like, Silent, crickets. yeah. Yeah, like, she was trying to do the thing they do at concerts where she, like, puts the mic out and has us sing, and, like, no one knew the songs. And I was like, this is, like, have none of you guys heard Wait a Minute? Like, you guys have never been on She has quite TikTok? a few that are, like, well, even on the radio, I've heard a lot yeah. of them, like, repeated. Very weird. Um, But a really big hit was Neon Trees. I absolutely loved the crowd's reaction. Um, Tyler Glenn is one of my favorite artists. Um, What's interesting to me, though, is I read online that the other band members, some of them are still active in the church. And um, Tyler Glenn was excommunicated from the Mormon church um, when he came out as gay and produced his excommunication album, his solo Mm -hmm. album, which was a fantastic representation of exactly what this festival is trying to do talking about suicidality talking about being queer in utah talking specifically about the mormon church um and he none wasn't of that was able to perform any of them i don't want to say not allowed it was very yeah dodgy he wasn't even really they sing a lot too, of honestly. the older 
songs mm-hmm. from like, their band. Like, he's a gay man who has released an entire album of gay music. The song he wrote for Love, Victor is about gay, queer happiness Love. and joy. <laughs> like, it's not even critical. And he was singing straight songs. Yeah. From before he came out. Yeah. So, so that felt, like, I loved hearing songs that I fantastic. knew. But I would have loved to hear some of his songs from when he was able, like, when, after he came out and, like, actually hear his experience. But. And it sounds like he was saying that there's been a lot of healing since then. And I'm so happy for him. And I don't want him to have to rehash that. I just feel like the context was. Within the concert itself and stuff. Interesting. Was, yeah. It felt purposeful. Like, even when he was talking about, like, his experiences, which have arguably publicly been absolutely hard like as someone who Mm -hmm. grew up as queer in the lds church and then he was just talking about like kind of not like the lighter stuff but more general stuff like how he's felt like made fun of for his style or things like that and i feel like that wasn't really what this was about like this this festival yeah (laughs) so that was a bit of a bummer um i apparently we missed this too i would have actually stayed i would have loved to hear from the black menaces they are a tiktok yeah, group i didn't know that they um, were even supposed to be there they're, they're not on the list and i saw on um again i did a little more research they were there after we left so uh they spoke apparently and i would have loved to hear their perspective yeah. i would have probably stayed if i knew they were going to be there you want to explain who they are? They're a TikTok group of black um, BYU students who go around BYU and ask questions to some of the students. Hey, what's your stance about women in upper management? Hey, what's your stance on gay people? How do you feel mm-hmm. about women? Like, or and, racial questions or anything. Yes. And, Did you know the history of BYU? And, yeah. And uh, kind of share with the world what kind of culture they're, they're dealing with. Yeah. So um, that would have been really interesting to hear their opinions. Um, David Archuleta... <laughs> from American Idol was there, but apparently he only sang one song. Um, We were not there for that. Um, He sang a religious song, um, and uh, he is still LDS. So for the gay Mormons who are still in that situation, probably felt really authentic to them. For us who have left the church, that would have been triggering. It just felt like more people trying to keep you not from being yourself that's how it feels for me so uh, it could be i don't even want to say being ourselves but expressing freely yeah that so um that was i'm projecting i haven't seen him i haven't seen him speak i just read online what that was like um let me see um did we mention the documentary yes yeah, so we have not seen the documentary. I want to reiterate that. The reason I haven't watched it is because I am too close to the subject matter. It's not... <laughs> the reason I haven't watched it, I actually did not know there was one, so <laughs> um, that's my bad. Yes. So uh, that is all of my notes. Um, again, if I would have had a list of who's performing and when... Just a little more context. And a better understanding of what I was signing up for, I may have been more well-prepared to attend the parts of that that would be more um fitting for yeah myself. like maybe come a little later stay or, a little bit later yeah like, stay late like come a little later stay a little later yeah or something but we had no idea but yes and overall i understand what they're trying to do i appreciate seeing some representation in utah i feel like we don't have anything like this um i love that the charities had booths i thought that was awesome i I read about and found new people Mm -hmm. that i didn't realize had support for us in utah and it just made me all that more excited to actually be able to attend pride soon yes i know that one i'm so excited for i think that's what's difficult for me is that um i had 
some different expectations. I was expecting it, and that's my bad, to be more like Pride. And there were aspects that were... It's advertised as. Yeah. It's advertised as. It's called Love Loud. Be loud about your love. Yeah. And it, um... Yeah. I have feelings. <laughs> I have feelings. <laughs> I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. I just am saying, I don't feel like it was very, um, and maybe that isn't the point, but I didn't feel like it was inclusive for people who grew up Mormon who no longer are. I didn't feel represented except for by the um, by previous. By like a couple of uh, people. Yeah, by, yeah. And I think with uh, the message, I didn't feel like it was very strongly announced. Yeah. I, I didn't, wish I would have had more Yeah, I think that there needed to be somebody, An intro maybe video. Dan Reynolds or somebody that was, like, kind of talking about why we were all there and, like, what the point of it all was. But it was just kind of thrown to the wind, and it seemed, like, not quite sure what people were supposed to be doing. Like, yes. It seemed a little haphazard, but... I did, like, they had these little bracelets that everybody wore that you got for free when you that walked was in. Fun. And they were glowy, and they would, like, sync go to and the music. sync to the music, which I thought was so fun. And I did make um, some friends or, like, feel community with a couple of the other people while we were waiting in line. And, like, it felt nice to it feel... It was nice to, to have a space we could be... Yes. And I just wish that there was more of that. I did appreciate the trans representation. They did have two trans artists, um, like, trans youth. Yeah. who performed that nobody has heard of but um love that for them mm-hmm. really did yeah so uh, hopefully i don't sound too disappointed i think uh well that's why it was I a mixed bag like it, it was, was a mixed bag. it was good and it was not like it was yeah mixed feelings i had to talk about it i feel yeah. like i was sitting there i was like wow this is something that we're gonna have to talk about on the podcast <laughs> yeah definitely so those are my opinions um again not to yuck anybody's yum um however that's how we feel from yeah. our from our vantage point. <laughs> yep. And we'll have to see if we decide to do that in the future, but as of, I don't know if I'll be spending my money on that. Yeah, as of now, I don't I know. think an outdoor festival would have been so much more successful because I could go up to the stages of the artists I'm that excited you, about yeah. and spend the rest of the time walking meeting through the booths. Meeting people, because I was people. hoping to meet more people, but in the setting that it was at, it was hard. Yes, and also just, like, not knowing when people could go on i felt like i had to be there in my seat the whole time mm-hmm. or else i'd miss like willow or yeah. new trees like mm-hmm. so yep. yeah well want to end it there yeah that's um <laughs> we could probably, probably go on and on about what we thought there's but. my condensed version of a whole night a whole six hours of interesting experiences <laughs> yeah and if you want to learn more about it or look more into it it is online there's definitely or you can ask questions watch the to documentary us like then tell us how the- it is because i'm not i'm not watching that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's too close to home yep okay well we'll see you next week see you